Please sit comfortably. Good evening, everyone. Everyone on Zoom. Uh, a few brief words tonight, um, but to give it a sort of somewhat comic title, um, let's call it Feeding the Beast. Um, you may remember from, from your Buddhist readings um, that in the Dharmapada, the Buddha said something along the lines of um, the thought becomes the word and the word becomes the deed and the deed becomes the habit and the habit becomes the character. So the central place of thinking, you know, in our, that affects our actions in the world or affects also the, the, um, the way we act um, ethically in the world or not too. Um, I would put it a slightly different way, just to put it in a more contemporary context, um, is that um, first there is the emotion thought, then the emotion thought becomes the word, and then the word becomes the deed, and the deed becomes the habit and the habit becomes the character because there are emotions involved. We can't really separate often thinking out from emotions. They come together. Um, and so, the, yes, so the, the thought becomes the habit and then the character. And then the words that follow are, so watch the thoughts with care. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways we need to watch the thoughts with care is how we feed certain emotions, you know, or feed certain circumstances by ruminating on things and going over and over and over them. And the more we do that, um, it creates a kind of a fixed attitudinal stance. And it comes out through the way we speak and then it comes out through our actions and impacts on the world. So in practicing Zen and practicing the precepts in particular, um, it's very important that we look at the, the genesis of our of our actions by watching the thoughts carefully, as the Buddha is suggesting. So some of the ways that that can come out is say if you you may have a conflict with someone and it may stir up feelings of anger and then the thoughts that come with the anger and you start to think about it more and more about what their motives are or what they're up to and why they said that and trying to overanalyze it and, and building up a case maybe to resent that person. So the more you think about it, the more you ruminate on something, it builds from, from here into here, you know, and then as it builds up more and it's got more pressure inside, it's more likely to then influence the way you actually either act appropriately or inappropriately, skillfully or, in, or unskillfully in the way you deal things with the world. And the opposite, you know, if, okay, so say there's a conflict you need to address with someone. If you, if you go into a meeting with someone like that, sort of just being clear, this is what the issue is and this is the outcome I want and I'll just be open to what occurs, right, then it sort of just comes out much more cleanly. But if you've got all these preconceptions that you've built up from ruminating on something for so long, um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come out in one way or the other. And it's not just to do with anger as, a, as an emotion. It can be to do with 
all of our emotions in some kind of way. And we and say, like with anxiety, you know, we we think of a situation we might go into that's going to create a lot of anxiety. And if we keep thinking about it all, the what ifs, what if that happens, what if that happens, what if they say that, what if that, da 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 and you, and you think over and over and over it, that, that colours the situation as well. And it can lead to what we refer into psychology as catastrophizing. Right? And again, the opposite to it is, if we go into situations and go into it with our, our senses open, without any preconditions or pre, pre-assumptions, then say, say we, we had some social anxiety and we went to a, a meeting, well, if, you, if you're in the present moment, then you're paying attention to what you're seeing and what you're hearing, and, and that informs you, right? So if there's, and, and, but you could read it either way. So if you, you go to a meeting and you're, and you're in the present moment without preconceptions and you're really seeing what you're seeing in other people's faces and hearing what they're saying, well, if they're pleasant, friendly people, that's what you'll pick up. Um, if they're, if they're um, uh, angry or ign- people ignoring you or rude or whatever, that's what you pick up as well. So you, you, you're reading it accurately is what actually occurs. But if you're listening to your thinking, then that's not based in here and now reality. It's just based in some preconceived idea that comes like with someone today I work with that came out of childhood trauma, right, to how they see every situation as dangerous. But it could just be a, a preconceived idea of anything that comes up. So in our practice, it's very important that we do need to think about things and think about how we conflict, resolve or deal with the situation. Um, but if we, if we overthink it and overanalyse it, and then we get into conversations with other people where we talk about it all the time. It's like the situation is completely coloured, you know, biased before we we go in there. Um, but it's not just it's not just anger. It could be any guilt, um, shame, uh, anxiety, any kind of emotion it should apply to. So it's really important that we do, um, as the Buddha recommended take care to watch our thinking and of course it'll come up but you don't have to hook into it and embellish it just have to notice that it's there and um, and let it go and and, and minimize it Um, this talk actually came out of a a situation I had to deal with it's only a, a very mild minor situation but there was a potential conflict with some neighbours of mine and we were going to have a meeting with with a person. And um, I could tell that my mind could start thinking about what did they say that and what they what da 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 da. And I thought, oh, just, just drop it and be open to what's occurring. And our experience with these people is that they are people of goodwill, so assume that unless you find otherwise. And it was just going in like, okay, I've got a misunderstanding maybe about something, and um, but it's an and and this is the outcome I would like to see happen that I, I get clarification over an issue and that's fine and that's what happened. It was a very very simple, straightforward meeting. So 
Zen's got very practical application in the world if you do this, if you're actually taking care of what you're thinking and not jumping to conclusions about things. Or sometimes we jump to conclusions and that colours the result before we even begin. Or we get caught up in um, confusion and doubt. You know, is it this, is it that, is it this, is it that? And all of that clouds the mind as well. And you, And then that's what you bring to a situation. You bring lack of clarity as to what you hope to achieve out of a particular circumstance. So this is where meditation and and um, Zen ethics come together. Right? You, you meditate, you take care in watching the thinking, you know, acknowledging but discerning um, compassionate way and notice how you're embellishing we don't need to and it'll have a flow-on effect to the way that you live your life and the way you express yourself with others.